this episode of the Onslaught Line, I fucked Jack's bar. We tapped. It's fucking fantastic. Oh, no. Oh, fuck. Bring my load early. Did you? <laughs> ah, well. Ah, was... Welcome oh. to the outside line. <laughs> oh, God. We're going to start with that, aren't we? Yeah. We're going to have to include that. Oh, oh, I'm going to get to it now. Oh, no. It went over everything. Sick. Hello. Ah. Hello, viewers, and welcome. We've got another cracking episode of the outside line. Hooked that's, up. That's We're, a uh, joke. I know. I'm learning. I'm learning from the best man. Here we got. Uh, we're down Jack at the moment because Jack uh, has won something, and you're not allowed to be a host and be a winner. So we've got rid of him for this episode. He uh, he won best of the rest, so uh, we can't be having uh, someone like him around here in these parts. So uh, he's not with us. It's just me and Ben cracking back on a Friday night. Yeah. So yeah. Full disclosure. It's Friday night. We had a couple of cans. We did Couple try and record this Wednesday, but Jack couldn't make it because of work. Then we went, oh, we'll do it Thursday, and then we all decided to go get ABs instead. No so, regrets. Which was much better than recording a podcast, let's be honest. And then we're like, oh, we'll do it Friday. And then Jack's like, I'm still stuck at work. So we're like, fuck you, Jack. We're going without you. We're going to get it done. Otherwise, it's going to be like the one we were going to do before round one, and it's never actually going to happen. Yeah, organization is key, and we don't have much of it. We're running on a Stewie timeline. Yeah. So we'll get there maybe. Maybe, maybe. I'm using this as like an egg timer as well, so. Excellent. Yeah. So recapping our weekends. How was your weekend, Ben? Sitting up in the booth? It's great. I, I didn't get knocked out before making it into the top 16. Look, that was a bit, that was a bit harsh, man. <laughs> you kind of dive straight in there. Yes, I didn't make the top 16. I don't want to blame anyone, but I've decided it's not my fault. Actually, it was my fault. I got too excited. Fault, right? Oh yeah, oh, it's always the car's fault. It's the the rule of like race drivers. You got to make excuses. Always. I got I got a little excited following Dale, and I didn't want to let go of his door. And then I realised I was probably going to go straight into tyre stacks if I didn't, and ended up spinning out. So, and you were devastated by the sound. I was. We have there's some great footage of me being devastated. So um, that's that's really good. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> I think your fan's on, by the way. Is it? Yeah. It's on. You can see it in the background. It's right there. I it's can on. see. I can hear it, too. Ah, it's fine. <laughs> it's it's so, hot, so fight me. <laughs> I will. So had, we had a pretty... Um, it was a pretty quick weekend. It was just a, a one-day event this time. Trying to smash it all out. I think... Uh, yeah, we got through everything reasonably quickly, but uh, didn't get any of uh, our team drift or shoot out. We just got straight down to uh, brass tacks and uh, went into the first couple of rounds. I got to watch a couple of them. Unfortunately, like you said, I didn't make it into the top 16 thanks to uh, some uh, errors. So, uh, yeah, the layout was, uh, was the one that we had to run the wall. Bit of uh, commitment required for running the wall out there. Yeah, so um, this layout definitely brought the field together. Um, I was having a chat with Stewie about it afterwards. And um, his words were, it's one of those layouts where it's super easy to run 90%. And then that last 10% is where the whole field is separated from first to last. Whereas something like the, the Turn 1 high-speed entry, 
it's like a 70% run is the benchmark and then you've got a bigger spread where you can make a small mistake and still, you know, go through or do whatever. Whereas the field was so tight and it's such, it's not an easy course, but it's a very uh, simple course. It's very flowy. It's not big, like, straight sections and dives and stuff like that. It flows really nicely, which meant, like, unless you were touching doors on the chase, you you weren't doing enough, basically. Yeah, and you have a look at those points, and when I was having a look at it, there was like five points separating where I was out of the 16 to nearly the top eight, at least the top 10. So you only had to do like not as good on a one run or two runs by a couple of points and you were significantly down the order. So it's one, it's one of those ones that's it's not a terribly technical layout. It does require commitment because you're going into the wall, but it's not terribly technical. So a lot of people manage to get most of the layout down pretty well without too much issue. So there was a lot of close driving and I think a few drivers that thought they were doing quite well and were surprised when they were not quite as high as they were. Yeah, that's the thing. And especially level one, like the field has stepped up like so much. Like you, you take Jack for a prime example. You know, he's been out of it for a little while and Jack's always been one of those drivers, you know, pretty much you'll see inside the top eight you know, sometimes top four, stuff like that pretty easily. Like, the round of DCA did and that stock 33, he put it on the podium or come forth. But, you know, he's not a bad driver and he was down there outside the top eight, uh, top 16 with, like, the likes of yourself, um, Alan Siddle and Tom Hemmings. Like, you're not bad drivers by any stretch of the imagination, but you were just, just not good enough to get into that top 16. Yeah, and it's not, not even, like, just good enough sometimes you just make a mistake and it's only that one little mistake that you make that it's someone enough. else doesn't and then and you're done and even if you you do really good runs everyone's doing doing really good runs so that's not enough to make up for it so even though you get the drop round it's actually consistency is kind of king because you've got to be consistently good on that type of layout yeah that's it and you know when we say a bad run it's it's getting scored a seven instead of an eight is a, is a poor run in, on that kind of layout. So it is such such minute differences. Like you saw so many guys, obviously it's a score out of 30, and we saw so many scores in that 21 to 26 bracket. And then like you had the few guys, you know, banged out those 27s, 28s, you know, where they were getting 9s and 10s. And they were, you know, that's your, your Monk Houses, your Green Hills, and, and um, Dale. Dale did really well as well. Work good work Dale after having nearly two years off coming in and smashing it and getting a podium. But yeah, it's those guys, they were the guys that were, you know, running the wall the whole way around. They're the guys that were diving in and touching doors throughout the uh, the sweeper and stuff like that. And you had to pull a run like that out and, you know, it's obviously the top run doubled, bottom scores dropped. That top score being doubled made that one outstanding run even more important in those, you know, top well, the pre-top 16 and then the top 16 battles. Yeah, so you got like a, a 27 compared to a 25. If they were both your highest scores, you uh, ended a, up having four, point four swing. higher. Yeah, yeah. it's a four-point swing instead of a two-point swing, so it makes a massive difference. When four yeah. points was the difference between you know being just outside the top eight and being out of the top 16. Yeah, so uh, very, very close field. Lots of good drivers. 
I was quite happy with myself in one of the practice sessions. I tapped the wall twice. I went out for one run, tapped the wall, next run, tapped the wall, and I was over the moon. I thought, oh, this is amazing. I'm doing really well. You speak to all the other drivers. Oh, yeah, I've tapped the wall a couple of times. It was just, it's hard to believe that you go into an event where tapping the wall and getting away with it. Yeah, everyone's doing it. And you used to be a hero. You'd, You'd scrape a bit of paint off on your rear bar and everyone'd be like, oh, that's amazing. It's just the norm now. Like, you, if you're not doing that, you're not anywhere near the wall. So it's it's certainly a big change, particularly when you consider the first time that we've run that layout, where you had like just the top guys that were getting close to the wall, and now everyone's doing it. And then we even let uh, best of the rest, the L2 guys, go at it, and I noticed a few of them right up on the wall. So yeah, it's it's amazing the the skill changes that have happened in just a, a season or two. Yeah, and it's just one of those things where, like, the judging criteria and the way that's, like, judging criteria makes such a difference to the way people drive. If you tell people, you have to be on the wall, you have to be doing this, you have to be doing this, otherwise you're not going to progress, people will end up doing that, and we're seeing that now where, like, yeah, we were missing Jake Jones, Scott Miller, oh, who else? There's a couple other guys, you know, big names. That, you know, obviously Troy. Troy wasn't there, so Troy... Um, you know, multiple podiums. Miller, obviously, two-time series champion. Um, Jake Jones is, you know, Jake Jones. Like, he was the only person that really took it to Miller last season. And, like, those guys not being there, was it was prime opportunity for some of our other guys to step up. You know, those guys that are floating around just outside the podium, which we did see Tom Monkhouse. Uh, big congratulations to Tom Monkhouse for, for taking you in, and he was super ecstatic and a little bit shocked, if anything, as well. Um, but it was great to see Tommy get up there. It's been a while between drinks for him. and He told some... me during his driver interview, oh, if I can just like get near he... top five, that'd be amazing. And then he just goes out and wins it. He said the same thing in, in scrutiny. Anyway, I scrutiny his car in the morning. I'm like, hey, tell me, like, how you doing? Are you feeling good? Like, you reckon you, you're going to get up there today, man? Like, I reckon you're about due for a win. He's like, ah, man, I'm just, I'm just out here to have fun and, you know, see what happens and see how we go. And he's gone and absolutely won the bloody thing. So it was great to see Tommy get up there, um, as well as obviously Dale coming back, doing really well. Uh, one person I was really devastated about, someone that was looking really strong, was Roger Anson. So Roger yep. was killing it in practice. Like, every time I saw Roger running, he was on the wall, super fast, super smoky, and he did really great until his top 16 battle where he blue clutch i believe and um, yeah. and unfortunately missed his top 16 battle yeah that was a bugger because i spoke to a couple of people that were standing on the wall and they said he was coming into the wall sooner and faster than anyone else out there and i think like it's easy to get it's it's well, easy now to get on the wall but getting to the start of the wall and running all the way around it that's where the real difficulty is and i think probably on this layout with where the judges were, it was probably a bit hard to gauge. But when you're standing there and when you're running that line, getting on the wall early is key to be able to running all the way around it and not falling off it. And apparently that's what he was doing amazing. So that was a real bugger because uh, that car looked good. He's obviously a really good driver. He really would have been contending for it if he uh, had the opportunity. Yeah, I think uh, a few of us had uh, Roger penciled in as, as a podium getter for the weekend. Obviously, with you know, oh, um, Ozzy, Ozzy was the other one that wasn't there. That's normally right up there as well. But um, yeah, with those those you know four or five guys that are usually right up there at the top, all stepping away for either the season or for the round, 
um, yeah, it was it was time for guys like Roger and that to come out and really shine. And unfortunately, when it's a mechanical issue that like causes that as well, it's just even more gut wrenching. Yeah, but luckily for him, and also even though my car didn't break for me, um, we do get a drop round. I'm pretty sure. So Roger's still a, a championship uh, contender, but uh, hopefully his car doesn't do something similar. It's got plenty of power, so we know as soon as you put plenty of power through a car, your risk of uh, breaking it or damaging it definitely increases. So hopefully for the next round, he'll uh, be out there. And I think I'm expecting him to probably be in the top four. He was last time we run the, uh, probably the next layout. I imagine it would be turn one. So he was at round five last year when they ran that layout. So it should be good to see how he goes. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it's that turn one layout. That is that is the the um, what's the word for it? It's like the layout is when you think of the stadium circuit, that's the layout you think of, like running down that wall, chucking it into into turn one. So um, definitely looking forward to seeing if we can run that again. And and Paul, uh, I remember the um, the videos of Jake and um, and Aussie like basically being backwards and scraping that wall in fourth gear. Like it's absolutely insane that layout, and it's so good to watch. Yeah, it's quite technical too. Like, you don't think that this big open corner is going to be very technical, but with the way that it is, it just it sucks you into all the wrong places if you're not paying attention, and makes your line real tight and and awkward. So, it's a real technical layout despite being just one big open corner. So, uh, yeah, it sort of it sort of separates the men more from the boys than the actual wall does running the layout that we just ran. Yeah, because it, it's a committed corner. Like it's more committed than running that wall. Because that wall, it kind it's a it's a natural line. Once you do a few laps and you get that flow, where your mid track, if you just move it up a little bit, you still follow that same flow and you just get closer and closer to that wall. Whereas that turn one layout, it's it's a big snap initiation. It's not that kind of more floaty run up to the wall. You've really got to chuck it hard and then make it through the rest of the corner that has. It opens and closes and then opens and then closes and then has three apexes, but one's not actually an apex and all, the, all that fun stuff. And it's there's like a thousand ways to enter that corner is a 999 ways to butcher it. Yeah. So that should be good. I imagine that's the one. I don't, I don't think it's been confirmed. But yeah, yeah, we'll anyway, just keep talking about all this stuff. Yeah, layout for, for level two. <laughs> just come out of level one. <laughs> um, I don't even know if there's an official date that's been announced for level two, but we're probably looking sometime in May. I believe will be the um, the thing. Hopefully, that'll give me enough time to uh, prep the new one. Mm. And I may right. I may be out in the morning doing sneaky pro rides as well. So ooh, sneaky pro rides. Yes. We'll see the red beast back out there. Yeah, it might not be red anymore either. Just uh, that's the outside. Oh, you got, you're that's going Castrol or are you going? That's what, what car? Are you going to tell us the livery you're copying, or are you making up your nah, own? No, nah, she's original, original property. Original, yeah, okay. There's no, there's no Perkins, there's no Gardner, none of that. We're going, we're going 100% Ridgey Ditch. So I got the L2. I didn't get to see too much L2, so I'm hoping you might be able to uh, fill in a fair few of the blanks for us. Obviously, L2 runs a bit of a different layout. They don't actually run the wall. They run like a lower section. It's a bit of a interesting layout i actually tried to run it a few laps in prolapse when i uh it's a pain like it's actually like i reckon it's 
it's more awkward than running the wall. Like that, it is. that quad kick is, is such a, um, a a weird and unique line to get right that, um, yeah, it's definitely interesting and it's definitely a challenge for our two guys. And it was you can see there was a, a few different ways to attack it. Um, last season we ran this layout, there was two big standouts, and that was um, Hayden Teal and Kimi Shiko that were both entering super fast and super late. They're basically going backwards because it's, it's actually quite a sharp corner after the quad kick. Um, I think Kimi had car issues this round, unfortunately. Um, and we did see Hayden um, once again right up there near the top once again. Um, he said he finished second at this layout last season and he finished second again this season um, behind Harry Whitehead. So Harry did take out level two in uh, Stevie Griffin's old S15, the one that's now got a baron at the blue thing. Big old Barra. With a Barra. And Barra. Then, um, yeah, Hayden with the now teal and white Salika instead of red and white. So, but, um, so yeah. It is quite an awkward entrance. Do you yeah. want to know how you make it a little bit more awkward? You put a you do a pro ride lap with someone that Stewie's been pumping up to you. Yeah. Put them in the car and uh, go figure out that layout without ever having <laughs> run it. Perfect. That was, it was perfect. I got first one. I didn't go in there fast enough, and it gripped up. Second one, I'm like, I'm going to do third gear, and went straight off the track. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I managed to get it under control, but uh, yeah, it was a little awkward for a bit trying to figure out that section. It's really good going the other way when I did Drift Masters that quad kink, yeah. kink yeah. in third gear. But yeah, heading at it that way, it's it's a little awkward, and it's it's actually it doesn't flow like the outside. No, 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 no that the L1s were doing, when the L2 drivers drove it, they're like, oh, the L1 layout's way better. But the problem you've got is if an L2 driver grips up, go on that. Makes a small mistake. We saw the amount of L2 drivers that were off in the uh, the dirt between the quad kink and the wall. And if you went and transferred that across to the wall run, that means, you know, by proxy, they're in the wall, so. Yeah, we didn't didn't really want to see that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, a bit, bit of an interesting layout there. Um, we obviously had pro rides heading out there too. I think we had a lot of pro rides um, bought, which was pretty cool. Lots of people getting an opportunity to uh, jump in a drift car and uh, give it a fang, mostly with uh, Landon, Dan, and Dean Yeah. out there on track. Yeah, so the, the pro rides actually sold out. So there was a lot of people that um, pre-bought them online because uh, one of the benefits of pre-booking your pro rides meant that you got a free entry into the event. So instead of paying your money to get in and then buying a pro ride, your uh, pro ride covered the cost of entry as well. So you save like 20 or 30 bucks. But um, yeah, I started plugging the pro rides at the start of the uh, the first lot of battle rounds and then next thing I know, Landon's flying up going, stop selling the pro rides, we haven't got any left, we can't sell any more. So, um, <laughs> so that was good. And then I get towards the end of the day and he comes up and goes, there's people that have bought pro rides but they haven't used them yet. Like, can you just like, you know, give them a hurry up on the mic because we we need some people down there. So I think uh, obviously as well, uh, we might have had some Victorians that pre-bought those uh, pro rides and then obviously couldn't mm. get across them. So, uh, but yeah, they, there was definitely pro rides going on all day, like all the way up until uh, basically the finals. We still had pro rides running, so uh, it's a it's a great experience to um, to get strapped into a. You know, 300 plus kilowatt car and get sent sideways around a pole. 
Yeah, I think there's, if there's any L1 drivers out there that aren't doing around, definitely hit up Drifting SA to uh, see if it's uh, any spots available because I think those guys probably did more laps out there than anyone. Yeah, yeah, so um, we're talking like 70, 80 laps kind of thing. Landon told me that he got 60 laps to a pair of tyres. Uh, I call bullshit, but anyway. He put, he put a 30-litre <laughs> water container in his, in his boot with the water sprayers on his back tyres, and he was using 10 litres a lap between the finish of the run and the start of the next run to cool his tyres down. He reckons he was going through 30, 30 litres per pro ride, but he got 60 laps out of a pair of tyres. Well, that's okay if he's not paying for the water bill. Yeah, well, yeah, it was, it was the Ben's water, I'm pretty sure. So <laughs> we, we won't worry about bills on the Ben. Um... But yeah, as opposed to, um, to Dean, I think uh, he told me Dean got six laps out of a pair of tyres. It's just a little bit more realistic when it comes to the, the way that uh, these cars churn through tyres, especially the, uh, the big power cars on a, on a run like that, where there's a lot of throttle. Yeah. So we do have some events coming up too. Um, we've got, uh, looks like there's going to be a skid pan day. I think it's March 21st. Yeah, entries are already open, so go to Drifting SA's Facebook page or driftingsa.com.au and get your entry in for that. There's a drift yeah, school. I'll be out there in the teaching morning. some people at the drift school. You're going to be out there? Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. <laughs> I've, I've got a busy couple of weeks. I definitely won't have the car up there, which kind of sucks, but I, um, I may be up there for having a squeeze and maybe jump in a couple of cars and give some tuition. If anybody's got a Commodore out there that wants to know how to drive a Commodore, I guess. <laughs> I'll give you a special preference. They're also going to have the uh, drift school car, which is currently stashed at my parents' house, so you can hire that out if you don't have a drift car. And take it for a whirl on the, uh, the skid pan. It's uh, got a lock diff. It's auto, but it's got plenty of power to uh, do donuts around the cone. Does it have the so... Triptronic? Oh, I don't know. I'm Maybe not sure. Wins. I haven't driven it. I started it out the back. Yeah, a couple of times, but that's been about my extent of uh, experience with the car. But I know from watching that it has uh, no problems doing uh, laps of a cone and that's getting those real basics down. So uh, if anyone wants to try drifting, they don't have a car, then uh, maybe give that a try because I'm pretty sure it's going to be a good spot to start for you. Also got a mini comp happening at the end of the day. I think it's uh, about an hour they're going to run a, a mini comp for some of the more street level sort of cars out there and uh, yeah, give people an opportunity to, to try drifting in more of a comp setting without it being super uh, serious. Yeah, so um, it's it's an interesting one as well. So the, sorry, I'm just trying to, I, I lost my place over here with the, um, the Mansuri date. But um, <laughs> the ski pan comp is, more of a consistency based style of judging so we want to um, from what you were saying you, like, they're going to be looking for emulation rather than proximity so they want to see the cars going through and being like you know following what the leader does rather than trying to get up here and push them around the track so um, of course it's for guys with maybe a little bit less experience street cars and stuff like that where people may be a little bit more worried about um, you know damage and stuff like that so uh it's definitely not going to be one of those comps where we're looking to see people like running doors and stuff like that because it's a skid pan. Like it's pretty easy to cut a line and, and run a door on a skid pan. So we're going to be looking for more of an emulation and actually looking at form rather than in proximity. 
So um, if you're if you're even a little bit hesitant on entering a level two comp and you do want to kind of see what this competition stuff's about, this is a perfect example to get your to dip your toes in and get your feet wet with uh, probably the least risk um, involved. <laughs> And also, like, I know a lot of people get nervous when they, or, or are nervous about doing a comp. This is a very, it's going to be a lot, much more relaxed. It's, I think it's only an hour. Um, yeah, very relaxed. I'm not going to be on a worry. VA yelling about you as you drive either, so you don't have to worry yeah. about that. I might, Being disappointed. With, I might roll up with a megaphone, just, you know, <laughs> to, <laughs> to keep things. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you don't have to be, it, it's not a, a super serious sort of event, so you can sort of try and... Uh, not get super nervous about it and give it a crack. So it might be a good opportunity for people um, have some fun. There's also going to be, I think, uh, as a part of that, you get like a whole bunch of hours on the skid pan doing like a Mihan. I don't know how you say it. I'm not Japanese. Um, <laughs> a replica circuit on the skid pan. So should be a good time all around. Um, round two, like we said, we don't know when that is, but uh, probably going to be sometime around... I'd imagine the end of uh, April, start of May. So uh, plenty of time for people to get their cars together. Hopefully, I don't think we're going to see Troy. Troy said he's now out for round two. Yeah, so you got an easy uh, win. <laughs> there well, there is a bet going between Troy and Tate on who... Uh, you've driven your car already. You did, I've, driven, you did I've driven my car. I've won that bet. Yeah. I don't, I don't uh, have I mean, to do was anything. Was the first one to drive or the first one to do a, to do a comp in it, though? Oh, it doesn't matter. He's not going around two. I've won this anyway. <laughs> I got it in the bag. Now, the, the new bet is to uh, see if him or Kale get out on track first, I think. Kale? Yeah. Oh, he's a long way from being oh, done. Oh, that's but... right. Kale's bloody building a Z now, isn't he? Hmm. Yeah, Kale. 2JZ, so I think that's the new bet, is it's going to be if Kale can beat Troy. Because I've won this race, so it's going to get too boring. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, speaking of track uh, in your car, how was how was that? How was the shakedown? It looked fast. It was. For those that don't know, I've been building a E46 uh, LS1 for a while now. Finally got to take it out on track, and... It's got a few little teething problems, like the handbrake, um, but generally speaking, the car was amazing. I, to the point where I, I can't really believe that this car can compete against the 180. I didn't realise... People always said to me, like, oh, you know, this car's, you know, not amazing. The CA180's, you know, very basic. And I'm like, oh, no, it's just... It's a little bit of power and that's it, but... I've, I've come to the realisation after driving a proper car now that there was a lot more in it than I actually realised. So, uh, yeah, the car's, the car's amazing. The, the power is... It doesn't feel real a lot more powerful in a straight line. The difference is I can just put my foot down wherever I want and it'll just bag up the tyres. For the, the CA, where you'd be clutch kicking and you'd be hoping and praying. So, uh, yeah, no, it's really good. I, I felt more aggressive on my... Uh, my single flicks than I probably ever was with the 180, mostly due to the steering being a lot quicker. And I think it's going to be a pretty good rig to, to take on into round two and uh, get a feel. I think the round one, the, the layout that we've been talking about for round two should suit that car really well. So I'm pretty keen to give it a crack. I've got like 15, I've got like two entire cars worth of panels in the shed that are color coded. So I'm ready to go hit shit. So that should be a good time. Perfect. That sounds. That sounds good. 
Yeah, it does. Yes. I got it. I had one problem though. I managed to um, miss third gear and get first gear twice. Whoa. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm normally glad. it's you miss third and get a fifth, but yeah, you don't want a money shift. Those LSs, yeah. they don't like the rev that much. That would that. Luckily, the car doesn't have that much grip that it actually spun the motor yeah. too hard. It just it went er, 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 as I went down the straight, but it got me real concerned, and I did it twice. Apparently, T56s have no problem with you going into first gear at whatever speed that you feel like. So. They're, like they're like wet synchros, so that's probably why. You just shove it in and it goes. So. Yeah, so that's something I've got to work on because I don't want to do that again, particularly if I'm running Griffey's setup with semis. So maybe, maybe a uh, sequential sort of Or just look into um, to stronger detent springs so it tries to push it over a little bit stronger. Yeah, well, it doesn't. It actually sits over on the gate on that side. So uh, it's got some kind of eBay shifter on it yeah. that came with it. It's uh, properly yeah. sketch. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll work on that one and we'll make sure that we don't blow the bloody thing up before I get to round two. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that at all. All right. I, so I, we... I also hear that you're, uh, you're going to be going over to Keep It Read. I saw your name and Jack's name in the, the listing there for uh, drivers to hit up at the Victorian round over there? Yeah, so uh, that's actually something I should I should bring up. Um, let me do some quick... Uh, you have three screens. How have you not pulled that on one Because I don't have that one up. Uh, let me just do some quick bleep blooping over here. There's nothing to see here. I'll, I'll put some elevator music. Do -do 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 hey, um, uh, what should we call it? The, the Ends Jack loading. Uh, there we go. There we go. Drivers, drivers, drivers. All right. So... Let's just talk about South Aussies for the doing keep read. All right. So in pro, we've got Troy. Nah, not going to be that. Yep, keep going. Okay, so Troy's already said that he's missing the first two rounds of keep read. Well, he's he's a he's a possible maybe for round two, and he's going to do the the, uh, the last two. So he's pulling a Troy. Yep. He's, yeah, he's doing a Troy because our keep read have a, a drop round as well, so he's using his for the first one. At least he's consistent. Yeah. So we got, we got Troy. We got Scotty Miller, Jack. Greenhill and Campaign are all going over and doing the pro class. And then in the amateur class, you've got uh, Tim Rasmussen, which has the, he's got that black S13 with the white rotor grids. I think they're rotor grids. I don't think they're um, fancy wheels. Did he do L2? He does. He's done L2 a couple of times. He's done pretty well in L2 as well. Had a, had a couple of uh, top four finishes. And then you've got me in my nugget. I'm going over and, and doing the window like his class of keep reap. Um, you definitely should have gone pro. Yeah, everyone, sandbagging, but I, anyway. I asked everywhere I asked, I got pretty much a 50-50 split of do pro because you know you should do pro, and also wow, your cars are heap of shit. You should probably just stay in it. <laughs> so um. Now, what you got was everyone telling you to do pro and you realising how much 25 boxes cost. Yeah, look, they're not cheap. Um, so, um, my justification, but I'm starting to pull out, but I'm going to get, where's my, bo my box of excuses? Um, I've only actually done three comps. Um, like oh, okay. Comps, um, which are all DCA and Gambia. And the only person that I managed to beat in a comp was... Bloody <laughs> Mitch Doyle. <laughs> so um, I have one of Artab, which is good. And obviously, um, 
I um, I won the Dave Dermody Award at the Forge Line, which is up there behind me there. But that was just because I crashed my car into lots of stuff. And, you know, you think about a foolish line and you think about cars crashing into all this stuff. So I really kept the spirit of foolish line alive with that. And obviously slammed as well. So Are you going to be at colder? So there's plenty of opportunities yeah. to uh, smash up the rear quarters. So I'm going to go... Uh, when I put the entry in, I wrote in the email, I'm like, I'm entering AM because um, I'm worried my car's going to explode. But if you need me to do pro because of numbers or whatever, like I'm happy to do it in that way. It's up to you which one I do. But um, you didn't want to make a decision. Yeah, Basically, you're a fence sitter. I still, still did yeah? make a decision. I'm like, I'm going to enter in. So we'll see how, if I if I roll in and I mop the field, which I'm not going to do, um, I'll go up pro, but we'll, we'll see. And when you do, I'm going to call you a sandbagger for the rest Bloody of the day. Bloody sandbagger, yeah. Bloody sandbagger. sandbagger. Still. <laughs> it's got to yep. be it, doesn't it? I know, because it's true. Mm-hmm. Nah, I'm an egg, so it's fine. <laughs> I'm... I think we're also um, uh, JD Max Park is having the Outback Challenge. Outback Challenge. Outback Steakhouse Challenge. Ooh, Steakhouse. Yeah. I'm hungry now. Yeah, so Jimmy's Jimmy's running an event. I don't know if he's decided whether they're running semis on the run, but he's doing um, some. He's put up. If you're not a member of the JD Max Park Drift Training Facility page on or group on Facebook. Get on it because that's where all the stuff to keep up to date with X Park, all the openings and stuff like that is. But he's been posting um, all the layouts and stuff that he wants to run throughout the year, and there's some pretty cool looking layouts, lots of um, technical stuff cutting in between stuff. So it's not just going to be do a lap around the outside of the kidney shape. So um, that'll be good to see. It's going to be interesting. Um, so from what Jimmy was saying, and it's going to do a pro and an AM as well, and under 200 kilowatts of street tires, and pro is open. So, open, open. Run what you brung, so... We'll see. I, I'm not sure if on that kind of layout, if if semis are going to help you as much as... That was the thing. I, I they would. read that. I read people saying semis aren't that much of a difference, but also I'm not running semis because my car will break. It's like, what, so semis have grip or they don't have grip? Like, make up your mind. That's, that's the way I look at it. The way I see it, the tyre, like... This little piece of contact patch that's like this big, that bit, I don't know, an amount, <laughs> and 200 and something mils of contact patch is the entire thing that makes your car do what it does. So that tyre makes a massive difference in my eyes. Like, tyre is everything. And you can have a jalopy on tyres. If it's got grip, it's going to go fast. So that's my opinion on semis. That's why I didn't want to run... Well, I don't want to run semis because my car will explode and I didn't want to do pro in keep rate because I feel like I'd get fucking warped if I was rolling radials. You probably would. I think people think because it's tight and they're used to running it that they'd get away with it, but the person would still have to be running the outside I've, I've watched for Tom you to have any chance on a radial. I've watched Tom Monkhouse on 265s driving around X-Park and in that semi... That Seppi on street radials doesn't look super quick. Like, he won um, the weekend on his lead runs because his lead runs were fantastic and his chases were good. But, like, you know, compared to, like, Green Hill or someone like that, like, Green Hill's chases were so much above. But that car on 265s around X-Park, like, and all he's doing is what, 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 and then, like, you know, flicking it around, it was just ridiculously fast. Like, semis make a massive difference when it comes to actual speed. Especially on slow stuff. 
Yeah. And admittedly, mate, I think cars could probably handle second gear semis like less of you don't need as much power to do X Park on semis as you would like like out at um, the bend and stuff yeah. like that. So you could yeah. probably you wouldn't need as expensive car to, to actually run. So you, it'd probably be a cheaper um, sort of semi and setup it's, and it's comp. Not a price thing anymore either. Like semis aren't super expensive. Like you can pick up most semi or not most semis. You can pick up semis in most sizes for around a hundred dollars a tire, which is not yeah, much I, than you're paying for radios. The steer tires on the Beamer I got were semis. They're Salins, and they were like a hundred bucks yeah. compared to like seventy dollars for yeah. normal two three fives that we do on the the State Series. So. It's not that much different. I think it's more the power, the the money spent to maintain a reliable car than the actual tyre price themselves yeah, these days. Yeah, it's, it's what happens when you run more power, more grip, everything like that, more breakage. Uh, so, but yeah, same thing. I run the oddball size. I run a 225-5016, which is really, really weird size. It's hard to get tyres that are cheap. So I'm paying like 75 a tyre for like um, silence, yeah, silence, and then like straight radio, and then I went and saw um, my tire guy. And I went, can you get a two two five fifty sixteen semi slick? And you can. I think it's a Westlake. And he's like, yeah, yeah they're eighty five bucks each. I'm like, that's ten dollars more than I'm paying for radials. I'm like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm like, keep that money. Like, there's only nine of them in the country, so if you want them, you have to let me know. I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't let him know. Because so, <laughs> I'm not running Yeah, but at the same time, if you tried to uh, keep that or put that tyre on and keep the power reliably, you'd end up spending mm-hmm. you know, quite a few thousand dollars. So I guess that's the trade-off. But yeah, should be a good event out there. And uh, I, I'm guessing that we'll have to wait to see a, a bit more information out of Jimmy for that one. Yeah, but, so uh, I saw he posted up this afternoon um, that there's a prize involved um, with the Outback Challenge, which is a entry into um, high tech when it comes to SA in June. So that'll be cool for the others. Yeah. Pro Am, like an entry into Pro Am at high tech. So. Oh, okay. That's pretty good. Is high tech coming to Adelaide? Is there. Yeah, June. It's in the coming bend. to the Ben? Yeah, start of June. Oh, okay. I need to go get some semi-slicks then. <laughs> yeah, because you definitely need semi-slicks for high-tech. <laughs> just, roll, just roll up the, uh, the high-tech with some high-flies on the back. Yeah, no worries, boys. Here we go. <laughs> well, when I get Dale yeah. at Driftmasters and he was on bloody um, semi-slicks. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, they, they certainly make a, a fair bit of a difference. So, oh, that should be... I think that's a fair few of the events coming up. Yeah. Anything else we want to talk about? Maybe we could get a, people to write in the comments if they're still actually listening at this point. It should um, be. It's only been like 40 minutes, I think. 39 oh, yeah, minutes, 40 20 minutes. seconds according to OBS. Oh, oh, this is a short one for us. Yeah. It's just a quick I'm, chat. Well, I'm, I'm still, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that bloody Jack just waffles on. Just drags <laughs> all the time. I know. I mean, he's always the one that's talking, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, if you're still listening, maybe chuck in the comments. What do you reckon would be uh, the thing to do to make the state series better? Take it to the next level. Chuck it up in the comments. Let us know. 
We can maybe talk about it in the next podcast if we remember or if we actually get around to it. Yeah, something like that. And um, what's your opinions on semi-slicks? <laughs> <laughs> Should we be running them? No, not in the no. state series. No. I'm, I'm all for, for semis and like a national series like high tech, but I love the fact that we run a state series that runs a, a, a no semi-slick brawl. Well, tell us why you want to to run semi-slick so we can cut you down online. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well I reckon that we're going to keep this one shorter and sharper and we'll uh, jump off here and continue right. on these. Alright, mm. time is run out. We're done. Mm. Thank you everybody for watching, <laughs> liking, subscribe. Keep up to date with the outside line on Facebook. Uh, if you've got a good photo or a meme or something, send it through yeah. so I don't have to keep coming up with yeah, them. Yeah, Tate's still on the heavy lifting on the meme front. I don't even... I have two Facebook pages that I would like... It's all, um, it's all this gun, do. mate. This one gun. Like, the, the, page, the heavy club, lifting. page club is just dead. Like, I don't even make memes for that anymore. Like, I just do stuff on Instagram. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good thing. Follow me on Instagram, Bogenzoku. Tate, what's your Instagram? Oh, I'm real... Um, I'm really out there with my handle. It's uh, tate.lindstrom. Yeah. So. Yeah, you can. I don't think it's on my store anymore, but we had a drag race the other day. Last night. I won in the Monday. Yeah, the powerhouse. That, the the IS 200 got freight trained. I got mad bloody torque steer, though. Yes, so yeah, Tate Lindstrom Instagram, Bogan Zoku. Follow the outside line on Facebook. Jack has an Instagram. I don't know Jack's, what it is, but we tried. Jackson Snell and also JDS Motorsport. He's got two because he's fancy. And um, yeah, if you if you can think of some memes, send some memes in. And yeah, we need fresh content for the children. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta keep up. All right. <laughs> Uru, we'll see you on the next podcast. All right, bye.